0: Welcome to the C3 Church Watson Podcast. Our vision is to connect you to Jesus, develop you as a follower of Christ, and empower you to build the church. We hope you are blessed by this week's message. Okay, thank you Musos, you are dismissed, but you must stay in the building and listen to every word that I say. They sneak out during the 9am, and... Do all their secret muso business. Good morning, everybody. What a beautiful day. Hey, do you know that we've got a full-on Pentecostal Christian as our Prime Minister, and we have a full-on Christian, uh, Anglican persuasion, I think, uh, for a Governor-General now as well. So God just slipped that under the radar, which is awesome. Let's give the Lord a big clap for that. It's awesome. General David Hurley is a wonderful man. Uh, his wife, Linda, worked at my school as a teacher for about seven or eight years. Uh, beautiful, strong Christian family. We had him come and speak over an Easter service once, and he kind of broke down as he spoke about God having every one of us engraved in the palm of his hand. I remember that message. And uh, so we need to pray for those two men. Uh, all we need now is a, a really strong Christian in the ACT Legislative Assembly, and we're done. Awesome go Louise. Yes, <laughs> come on. <laughs> which brings me to my next point. If you haven't done this before, this is a book that I've written <clears throat> and it's called Hello, uh, Thanks Lapidoth. Which, and every, all of you know Lapidoth, right? So this is the book about uh, how Melanie got to be the senior minister of this church, but it's also about uh, how we operate. And uh, But the real thing is that Whoever in the kingdom of God, ever since God blew apart the temple way of doing things, he established that whoever has the gift gets the gig. Did you catch that? Whoever has the gift gets the job, gets the gig. So it doesn't matter whether you're male, female, slave, free, whatever, nationality, wherever you're from. If God gifts you to do something, you can do it. And Lapidoth was married to Deborah in the Old Testament, Long before Jesus, she was a woman in charge. And Elapidos, my hero, uh, we're going to have a long ch- chat together over coffee in heaven. So how'd you cope with that situation? Actually, I talk about him a little bit because in there because uh, it was even more patriarchal society, right? In those days, and I'm sure that uh, people looked at him sometimes the way people look at me. Okay. Let's get back to the Bible. Come on. So we uh, lived in Ainsley for for, I don't know 13 years or something like that, and across the road from us was a park. And every Christmas, about three weeks before the big day, uh, there'd be leaflets would remind us that it's doggy Christmas in the park. And so we'd go out to the park and take our dogs with us, and all the other dog owners around Ainsley would leave their chewed out dwellings and. come to the park with champagne and paper cups and a handful of little doggy bags uh, and hopefully leave with them as well. (coughs) And uh, we would have the dogs sniffing and smelling, checking each other out uh, for half an hour, just a very short sort of thing. And they'd be working out, oh, you're the one, you're, you're the guy who wheeze up on the post up at the top there, right? Yeah, I know you, I've been smelling you for a while. Because that's the way they relate, right? Oh, you're that little one who goes over there. All right. They work each other out. while well, we are standing around as adults talking about what is of concern to us. Like, uh, did your dog find the magic mushies like our dog found the magic mushies? Our, our Harry was out for a day and a bit with, um, I found this bag of mushrooms, plastic bag that his mouth had been in. That was exciting. Did your dog just eat the kangaroo poo or does it roll in the kangaroo poo? This is great for Sunday morning, isn't it? Or awesome. We preach reality at this church. So, And then eventually, people would start to leave. Uh, actually, I should point out that most of the time, Harry would spend just doing a lapse of the entire operation. And of course, it's like a doggy conga line. As soon as one dog starts running, they're all joining in. And so you have all these dogs. Now, our dog's not a particularly fast dog. It was fast enough to get the conga line started. And then once the greyhounds and the collies kicked in, Harry would be knocked over and roll in the dirt and then he'd join in and try and start another one. But when the people started leaving and taking their dogs with them, if Harry was anywhere near that dog, he'd go along with them. (laughs) Oh, we're leaving now. Okay. It's not the way to my house, but who cares? And we'd be, where's Harry? Hey, Harry, Harry, come back, Harry. And I'd have to go and get him or put the leash on or whatever. Maybe if we're lucky, he'd hear our voice. And then he'd come back and then what we'd, he'd continue doing laps until some other dog that he was with was called and was leaving. And eventually we went home as well. But the thing is, you and I are not too different from Harry. Because we get distracted by other voices and we think that that's our voice. Oh, it's going to follow that voice. And God is saying, Harry, it's not your voice. Especially when we're the ones who feed him and provide a house for him. Come on, listen to our voice, will you? And we get distracted by whatever is happening. The media is constantly trying to tell us what's important and tell us what to worry about. If you listen to the news, you know, Trump, 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 it's like dogs barking in the neighborhood. Trump, Trump, climate, 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 Trump, climate, Trump. If you listen to the ABC, climate, climate, Trump, gay, 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 climate, climate. And we, oh, we've got to bark along with the rest of the dogs. Oh, trump, trump, trump! Climate, climate, climate! It's neighbourhood barking. We are not neighbourhood dogs. We've got a voice to listen to. Look at this verse in Romans ten seventeen. It says that here, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. This whole series is about faith. And I thought it would be good to start off by saying this is how you get faith. This is where faith starts. If you want more faith, this is what you do. You listen for the voice of God. That's the voice. You listen to the right voice. And the question for us is always, are you listening to the right voice? What's the voice you're listening to right now? Which of those voices has your ear? How do we find God's voice? Well, we have this gift from God. It's called selective auditory attention. It enables us to be in a crowded room at a party for hundreds of people to be in. They're all talking, a bit of music happening, and you can still talk to the person just there because your brain is able to tune everything else out and focus on that. Or if that conversation's a bit boring, you can listen to that conversation over there. Still look like you're looking at this person and smiling and nodding. Wow. And listening over here. And when uh, we had babies, it was amazing how uh, we still have babies, but they're older. Just big babies. Anyway, middle of the night, house is creaking, wind blowing, rain, whatever's going on. One of the babies only just needs to go, "Eh," and Melanie's up going and attending. Why? She's got selective auditory attention and she has tuned her ears to that exact frequency and the research shows it's all about frequency and she knows that's the baby, even though uh, other adult members of the house didn't have quite that thing or they might have just selectively turned it down. <coughs> okay. I was driving to Sydney the other day and... As I came into Sydney, I thought I was on my own in the car, I'll put on an FM radio, I'll have a listen, uh, find a radio channel. <clears throat> I didn't have any pre-programmed ones, so I was going through manually. Did, 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 and about every point 0.1 on, on a Sydney dial is another FM station, maybe every two or three. I got so many of them. And it's a thousand metre mark in the cup and Honolulu is a half a length in front. And make some noise but you know our brains are just like that we selectively decide what we're going to listen to we have all these voices that we're listening to and we decide i'll have a bit of that thanks and i'll have a listen to that one and it's the voices are not just voices coming into us they're voices that we're generating as well the gloom and doom kind of voice that we can just enjoy. Rolling in the mud of, I am trash. I am, my life is hopeless. I, I am worse than trash. I am garbage that's been buried for 600 years and has been eaten by worms and pooed out. Now, do you want to listen to that voice? Because I give you a hint. It's not God's voice. <laughs> or that other voice, another voice could be that if... He comes in here and does that one more time. I am ready. That's not a voice from God either. What is the voice you're choosing to listen to? Maybe it's the, what about me? It isn't fair. I've had enough. I want my share. Self-pity voice. That's a good one. It's a popular radio station. And I will now turn my timer on. Okay. The title of this message is Who Says? Like when we say to Harry, who says you're to go over there? And when we're listening to these voices, like who says to listen to that? Who says to believe that about yourself? Look here at uh, 1 Kings 19, 11 to 13. The loudest voices are not necessarily God's voice in our life. Have a look at Elijah here. God said to him, Go out and stand before me on the mountain, the Lord told him. And as Elijah stood there, the Lord passed by, and a mighty windstorm hit the mountain. It was such a terrible blast that the rocks were torn loose, but the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, there was a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, there was the sound of a gentle whisper. And then when Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his cloak and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. And the voice said, What are you doing here, Elijah? Elijah. Elijah had to screen out the loud stuff to get the gold. And there can be voices screaming at us. and We've got to filter it out and try and get that tuning to the right voice. And it's a quiet voice. People say, well, that's uh, God's voice you're talking about. It's the most powerful voice. It created the universe. Yes, it did. But at the time... You wouldn't have heard a thing if you were there. There were God has no vocal cords. There was no air to transmit the vibration. There was no ear there to hear anything. And yet he spoke and creation responded because his voice is a spiritual voice. And our faculties in our body reflect our spiritual body. And we hear God's voice, his spiritual voice, with our spiritual ears. And we just know. I know that I know. I've heard his voice. I've heard God's voice. It spoke to me. Everyone can hear this voice. Every single human on the planet can hear the voice of God. People say, oh, it's not fair. They never heard the gospel. Yeah, but they heard his voice. And God will say, you're just responsible for what you did with what you heard. Now, I spoke to you. I said to you, what you just said was not true. How did you respond to that? God says, I spoke to you. I said, just forgive them. You love them. Just let it go. How did you respond to that? God says, come on. Love them. Keep loving. Don't give up. Don't give up. The voice of God speaking. I love you. I'm here. Even the most rampant, atheist will have to face the fact that he heard the voice or she, the voice of God, and had to respond to that voice. I'm here. Yoo-hoo. I don't want to hear that. That's your choice. When I was uh, on a beach in Sydney as a 15-year-old, two o'clock in the morning, I'd had some marijuana with my friend, and I looked up into the stars And I thought, God. And just a fraction of a second, I let the door open. I heard the voice You're my son. I still love you. Changed my life from that moment on. Wow. I don't need any of this. I just need that. That's all I need. How do we respond to that voice? In the Garden of Eden, after eating the apple, Adam and Eve heard God approaching. God said, Adam, where are you? Adam. Adam came out because it's the most natural thing for us to hear God's voice. We're designed to hear his voice. We're created to hear his voice. Every human being will hear his voice at some level. Adam knew that voice. He recognized that voice. He'd spoken with that voice. He'd been created to talk backwards and forwards with that voice. And Adam came out and he said, "Uh, well, I heard your voice, uh, but I was ashamed because I was naked and so I hid. And that right there sums up all of human, the most natural human response to God there is. We hear about God and we think, he can't love me. I'm so bad. I'm nothing, I've been too selfish, I've been too nasty, I've done too many things on hide. God's always asking us to turn toward Him. He knows what we've done. If you want to build any relationship in your life, you turn to the other voice. They say something, you respond. You want to break and destroy any relationship in your life, you hear their voice and you turn away. It's simple, and it's very hard to turn towards someone who knows exactly what you've done, who knows exactly who you are. It's very hard to do that. Adam did the very natural thing. I've done the wrong thing. I've got to hide from that voice. And if I was God and Adam had just eaten the very fruit, I'd say, was I at all unclear about which one tree? You weren't to touch. You've got 7,000 million, billion trees. And then just one that I told you not to touch, and which is the one you touched? But what did God say to Adam? He said, uh, who told you you were naked? Which voice are you listening to? It's not my voice. And before Adam and Eve listened to another voice, God's voice was the only voice they needed to feel completely covered. Their dignity was covered. Listen to another voice and you'll soon find that your dignity is exposed and you're ashamed. God doesn't want that. I remember as a child coming home from school and uh, telling my parents what some nasty person had said about me. You're an idiot. You're dumb. You can't do that. Laughing at me or whatever once being told I was fat. And uh, my parents did the same thing as all the parents here would do. That's a lie. It's not true. Let us tell you what the truth is. You're a great kid. You're smart. You can do this. You're not fat. You're healthy. You play soccer every week. You go to training. Don't listen to that voice. One of the great secrets of life is to decide, I'm not listening to those voices anymore. Sometimes we'll be watching a movie and there's a voice in every movie. It's not just news that is a voice. Movies are a voice. They're made by people who have an agenda. They've got something they want to say. And we've been in the middle of movies and thought, no, we're not listening to this movie anymore. We're turning it off. It's preaching at me. It's telling me that's good and that's good. I know that's not good and that's not good. Boom, we'll do something different. What voice do we let into our mind? Because God's voice will clothe us. Everything else will rip us apart. Look here in Hebrews three, fifteen. Remember what it says. Today, when you hear his voice, don't harden your hearts. Let's keep our hearts soft. Turn to God not away from God hardening your heart is another way of saying hiding when you hear his voice don't hide so the first thing is tune into the voice the second thing is hear the voice be soft towards the voice wonder where this will take me well that's the exciting adventure of being a believer following Christ where will that voice take us next Look at John 3, John, sorry, John 10, verses 3 to 10. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep recognize his voice. This is Jesus speaking. And come to him. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. Bell, Dylan, Rob. He calls you by name because he knows each one of us as our unique close child of his. Verse 4, after he has gathered his own flock, he walks ahead of them and they follow him because they know his voice. They won't follow a stranger. They'll run from a stranger because they don't know his voice. And where is he leading us? Look in verse 10. The thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. My purpose is to give give them a rich and satisfying life. We can think, oh that voice, I'm not sure I want to do that. And Jesus says, well, all I want for you is a rich, satisfying life. It's not like you get sheep who meet together before they follow the shepherd. And, you know, well, well, you know, he's taken us beside some still waters. And we were in a pretty green meadow yesterday. But can we trust him again today? Well, Jesus is taking us to green meadows and still waters and a rich and satisfying life. Don't be afraid of that voice. And there's been times where his voice has guided me in amazing ways. Uh, Do I take this job or not? That sort of level. And then right down to when I was a school principal, should I hire this person or this person? They're both awesome candidates. I can't pick them apart. They've both got great skills, great strengths. God, I can't. So i go off to the mountain, up to Mount Ainslie, and just wait on God. Who, who do I do? What do I do? I'm not sure. And then an idea from nowhere would just pop in. And I think, Ah, oh, of course, that makes sense. Yeah, I, that's a strong yes, because He leads us. Same with uh, budgeting, working out priorities, strategizing about how to deal with students and so on. Whatever job are you in, you need to get alone with God and get to hear that voice. God, how do I make this thing work? I'm not working for a church or a Christian organization. But God brings you in there because of that very reason. Because He wants His voice in that place. And His voice comes into that place through your ears. And then you do what He tells you to do, and now we have God happening in your place. Because He's leading us by His voice. Ideas that pop into your head from nowhere. No way I could have thought of that. We say, I don't have enough faith. Jesus says, You don't have enough listening. Because if you want faith, it comes by hearing. If you want to hear, you've got to listen. Let's look here at Matthew chapter 13, verse 9 to 15. Jesus says anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. Listening was very important to him. He knew that half the crowd wasn't even listening to him. They just wanted some extra bread and fishes. Verse 10, his disciples came and asked him, why do you use parables when you talk to the people? And Jesus replied, you are permitted to understand the secrets of the kingdom of heaven, but others are not. You know, he was setting up his 12 disciples at that time, that was his job. He was just doing what the father told him to do. Get, those, get everything into these 12 guys that you can. And then he knew that they'd be teaching others later. Verse 12, To those who listen to my teaching, more understanding will be given. To those who have, more will be given. And they will have an abundance of knowledge. But for those who are not listening, even what little understanding they have will be taken from them. Are you one of the people who's listening or not listening? You're either following the Good Shepherd or you're not listening. And you're turning away from His voice. He wants to lead you to your abundant life. What is it that you need to do next? That's all He cares about. Don't have to worry about tomorrow. Just today is enough. Why would you want to hide from the abundant life that comes from hearing from the voice of God? I'll tell you why. It's because we don't trust Him. So a farmer is told, a sheep farmer is told in England that there's a a rescue dog that's been found and would he take it on? And he goes to this house and he finds a shaggy mess in the backyard. It's been chained up. It's got sores on its leg where the shackle has been cutting into it. And that little dog, a collie, it's not a little dog, that that dog has been badly treated by the previous owner. It's been abused, it's been traumatized, doesn't even realize how much it's been traumatized. And that dog is you and I. And that dog needs a new owner who loves it. He gently approaches the dog. The dog is not sure about, oh, this is another one of those. It's a big farmer. He's a gentle giant. And the dog responds by cowering and growling, hiding away from that new voice. He takes the shackles off the dog. He needs help to keep the dogs from biting him as he undoes the shackle and he picks up the dog in such a manner that the dog can't get him. The dog's too tired anyway. He's tired of fighting, tired of struggling, pretty much given up. What's going to happen to me? The dog's shaking the whole way as the shepherd puts it in the car, takes it home and then opens the barn, puts the dog into the barn, shuts the barn and then over the next period of weeks, just opens the barn door, puts some food and water in there in a a bowl, shuts the barn. Each time he does that, he notices that the food and the water has been eaten and drunk, but no sign of the dog. It's hiding in the barn until one day, after weeks of calling the dog, he opens the barn, calls the dog, and this time, instead of nothing, dog slowly approaches just to trust that voice and that's what all of us need to do trust the voice God loves us too much to leave us without a voice thanks for listening to find out more about our church find us online at c3churchwatson.com.au We hope to see you in church again this weekend.